0: Well, praise the Lord. You guys doing okay today? You know, it's good to be here. Amen. Praise God. I was talking with somebody yesterday, just telling them how much I needed this, you know, and I can come in here sometimes and I can just be, you know, maybe a little down or just a little tired, that kind of thing. And I just come in and it just lifts me up and gives me encouragement and like I tell people, I need all the help I can get. Can I get it? Amen. <laughs> so God's in the helping business. Anyway, we've got a few things to share, and uh, number one, I know Miss Sherry wants to share about an outreach coming up. So without and she's working hard on it. So without further ado, it's going to be the one, the only, Miss Sherry. What can I say?
1: Thank you. Thank you. No, actually, um next Saturday the 27th at, right after Thanksgiving, we have a Thanksgiving outreach. It will be at the Boys and Girls Club parking lot in Myrtle Beach, which is off, off of Mr. Joe White Avenue. Um we're taking donations of clothing like in season like coats, sweaters, mittens, hats, whatever. Uh canned goods, food. Um won't be anybody at the church. I'll be here Wednesday afternoon cleaning if you want to drop it off then, or you're going to even leave it outside the door. I'm sure no one's going to take it. Um, If there's, I could come by Friday and check and see what there is. We do need help. We need volunteers. Ignite Church is also with us. They're going to be part of it. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like. I have no idea. The Lord just said have a a Thanksgiving outreach, and he told me the story about... um, in the Bible, where the king you know, invited everyone to the wedding feast and nobody came. So he said, Go out in the streets and get the poor, get the beggars. And that's who came to the feast. And I said, God, I have to go get all the homeless people and bring them to church. I said, This is going to take me a while. And he said, No, you take it to the streets. And so my first vision was, you know, Chapin Park, all these tables with white tablecloths and this feast laid out. And in reality, you know, that's not going to work. So he said, Get the Boys and Girls Club parking lot. So I prayed about and prayed about it, afraid to ask. The minute I asked, it was okay. And so we'll be there, which we no—we don't have to have permits. We're in a private parking lot. Um, we'll be setting up around 11 a.m. It'll be from 12 to 3. And then we have to be cleaned up and out of there by 4. Uh, the police station is next door, so maybe we can get some of the police over there and, and bless them. And like I say, it's an outreach to give away, kind of like Sister's Closet, but more things. But we're giving away Jesus. My main goal is to give away Jesus. I'm praying for salvations, healings, just the miracle of the Lord to show up in this holiday season. So come ready to pray and to bless people and to give things away. And so everyone can show up. My, my number's someplace around here. <laughs> if you need my number, I think it was in an email. I have some flyers over there. I can put my number on them. Um, but we do need help, and we do need donations. Just um, some of them. Robert's taking some of the street reach, but yeah, you can you can give some of them out. Okay. It's on Mr. Joe White Avenue, on the corner of Dunbar. Is it Renee? Is it Dunbar or Carver? Dunbar. Uh, it, sits be, it sits between. Yeah, so it's on right in the corner, and the police station is right right after it is a police station. So if if you go down Mr. Joe White, it'll be to the left. Okay, and I don't think it's really marked real well. Boys and Girls Club. So. We need people to set up, people to bless, people to pray, people to bring things, people to help tear down, people to help clean up parking. Yes. And we need a bunch of prayer warriors. Um, we, you know, we only have so many tables. We'll be limited, so we have to keep putting things out, which means unloading them. It's kind of like anybody that's helped here with Sisters Cross. It's kind of the same thing. It's a freebie to draw people in, but to also bless them. But then, you know, my, my main goal is to bless them with the Lord. So, you know. But we do need people, volunteer. Um, Jan will be passing around some things, but I don't think it has my number on it. Anybody needs? Okay, Jan, it doesn't have my number on it. Well, hmm I'm going to tell everybody my number is 843. Well, <laughs> <843? laughs> <843? laughs> 450-7096. If you can't remember that, I couldn't either, so it's all right. If you can't remember, just f- find somebody at the church and they'll give it to you. Oh, I, I Sherry, just like the wine. I'm going fine over time. Okay. that's Any other questions? Okay, and if you, have, if you want my contact number, I'll be available after church to get it, okay?
0: So, so you guys got that next Saturday? You said noon, right, Sherry? Noon to three. Okay, 11 o'clock set up. So come on. Come all, praise God, share the blessings of the Lord. And we've also got our very own R.J. and Laura. They've been in the A school all week learning about the Father's love. So they're just going to come up and share a little bit about what they uh, got out of that and about their experiences.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm R.J. This is my lovely wife, Laura. Um, a school was honestly, it was amazing. It was not at all what I was expecting. Um, I walked in there and one of the first things they said was, Hey, don't take notes. And I'm like, no, this is a school. I didn't do great at school, but I know taking notes in school is a thing. Now you literally hang out. Um, you relax, uh, bring a blanket pillow. And they talked about the father's love Mm -hmm. for, us as individuals, for the world, who we are in God. And uh, I, it honestly it changed my life. It was, it was a week of life-changing. God went in and pulled some things out of my heart that I didn't even realize were in there. Um, and I walked out yesterday totally different.
3: So one of the big things for me that happened was we had to write a letter to our parents and our earthly parents and that is basically because the idea being that you sometimes put up walls in your heart towards your parents when you've been hurt in some way or another and at first quite a few of us found that quite a confronting activity. Sort of why am I apologising to my parents? They've hurt me. Um, and for my story, as some of you know, the fact that I am Christian has been a big source of contention for my family so I don't tend to talk about God or church or my church family at all it's just that's what I do on Sundays and it stays quiet so the walls in my heart to my parents because I was I had a really good childhood they were great for me it only got difficult when I found God and that's when my walls went up so in writing this letter I really felt God saying to me that it was time to be honest and tell the entire story and share my testimony what brought me to Christ and they have a choice they can choose to accept it or they can choose to reject it but it doesn't matter because my heavenly father accepts me and loves me unconditionally for it and my brothers and sisters in Christ accept it and love it and that was kind of a beautiful revelation because I think a lot of my silence was from fear and that's not from God so we're moving through that now it's fun
2: um, so with that, there are others that are happening. We would highly suggest doing them, going, making the time and putting out the energy to to do it, because we're not the same, and that's that's because of, of God, as our Father. It's just his goodness. so yeah.
0: And I was reminded to do the offering, (laughs) as I almost could have forgotten. So we'll go ahead and pass the baskets. And um, while we do that, Corey is going to do a nice little choreographed kind of a dance that's going to be a blessing. This guy, man, I mean, he's been winning awards for this kind of stuff, you know. I mean, he does stuff like this that I couldn't do when I was his age, period. And I sure wouldn't want to try it now, praise the Lord. (laughs) So anyway, praise the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and pray a blessing over the offering. Father, thank you for everybody that's giving. They may be giving into this basket. They may be giving online, dear Lord. But we thank you for the blessing of gifts coming into this house today, dear Father. And we know that the Bible teaches that as we give, it's just given back out to us. And Lord, help this this church to be such a blessing in this community, dear Father. We know that it already is, but all the more, dear Lord, not only in this community, in all the earth, the blessing of God will go out of here as we give into to what you're doing here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
4: Yeah, of course. Before he does that, let me pull this up real quick. You were talking and sharing about us going out and... Um, I like to doodle during um, service because I always feel like He's just giving me something. And so I was looking at my paper, like asking Him, like, "Hey God, what are You ta- talking to me about today? What are You sharing with me today?" Excuse me. And um, I've seen this heart multiple times, kind of like in my spirit, and. Um, I don't know about y'all, but there's a lot of things about life that has left my heart very broken, very bruised, very tender, and I did the Father Heart School earlier this year, and through Mark and Jane and some people that God has brought close to me, he's helped knit that heart back together, Um, probably not in its fullness. I think we're always healing, you know, and always growing in our faith, but I heard this scripture in my spirit, and I just wanted to share this with you because I feel like it's kind of for all of us, so sorry, my eyes get older as I, wait, where am I at, whoa, okay, okay. For my hope is Colossians 2, 2 through 3. For my hope is that their hearts may be encouraged as they are knit together in unselfish love so that they may have all the riches that come from the full assurance of understanding the joy of salvation resulting in a true and more intimate knowledge of the mystery of God that is Christ in whom all the whom in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge regarding the word and purposes of God. And whenever I read that scripture, I just saw us kind of like as a body of believers and as a church family that he does indeed want us knitted together and walking in that love. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but today I've just been looking around and seeing all the faces that are here today in this full room and my heart is full because um, I feel at home here in a sense that I'm feeling I feel loved, I feel welcomed, I feel accepted and um I just am embracing all of you guys as my family and I'm letting you into that place of my heart and I do hope that as we continue to grow that we would be knitted together and working together for the kingdom of God. So that's all I wanted.
0: Corey, are you ready? You guys ready?
1: Like I was seven and thing is so I'm already covered in blood. Walking in love, it's for the ones who've been stuck in the mud. Searching for hope, trust me, I know it. It feel like the drone of my promise. but God came in through me the to i been battling lives. I found the truth and took off my disguise. Come for my head, I still live for the prize. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was in the city going down, trying to blow. Everything changed when I let it go. Hopping on stage, I ain't in it for the show. Only got one life, so I gotta let him know. Talk about real. I seen a man's whole bad hill. I seen a woman drooling out the mouth. I seen the demons in the it out. I seen my brother throw his whole vape
3: in the lace. He's smooth heel from the dark. I seen the spirit change my own heart. Can't tell it all, but this
2: a good start. Just a-
3: just all can't, can't, can't tell it all Who mm-hmm. 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 got the keys to the Jeep and the Hiller? They ain't never been up. I am not sure, I'm a lion, chilling my face blue. Still, I ain't never been stiller. Ooh, KB ain't gotta get bigger. Ooh, uh, Southside sin killers bring light to the dark spots. Wake up, I didn't make up this dog with the and filler on the bread of heavens, like the red and black elevens walking through the. Most. I'm in the Holy Ghost, I'm looking like the Pope's swerving, oh uh, they gon' get the word today I send a text back, never curve the faith, curse is breakin' Slaves get freed and the world's of so uh, Ever seen a dope dealer, cold killer gorilla crying on the floor with us? A... Cause Jehovah hit him, had a hole in him, now you got a hole in him oh. Tell him the dead see here, we didn't new Israel, Israel God really lives here watching us sit here way more than dead. we begin here We begin here, we begin here. We
0: begin here. We begin here.
3: I put my hand on the Bible, the Lord is my witness that KB is closer than blood. I got that HGA tatted right next to my heart, so you know it's gonna always be love. Don't need no contracts and labels, you know we got him a seat at my table. Hov in the row, so I'm willing to
0: neighbor. I keep some riders at home in the stable. Whoa, whoa, whoa told it all but i still got mo remember when the folks got killed next door finally told me still pills not blow shorty told me my career won't blow swear i don't care about his status why would i clout chase when god is my daddy take all my
3: records my money my grammys i'm still gonna die richer than you can imagine Oh, Jesus the king, I'm his prophet. Send me the Nineveh, I get it popping. They see an interview swine with it. I say come see what I do in my city. From cooling with Kendrick to walking through Romans with people in prison. Let me stop talking, cause man, I've been did it. let my left hand on my right position. Y'all just gonna have to see when I transition. I can't tell it all, man. Let's go.
0: Can I get a praise the Lord? (laughs) Oh, praise God. Amen. We're blessed to be here today. You know, it's a great turnout today. It really is. You know, it's funny. At the beginning of this year, I I felt like I had a word for the church. But to be honest with you, at that time, it just didn't look that way. You know, this uh, back January 1st, this kind of a thing. But the word I really felt was the word growth. And we've been with the church here pretty much since its inception. And I mean, it's gone through some different time periods and different things. And, uh, and also the whole COVID stuff, you know, and it churches as a whole were just looking, you know, somewhat bleak and they were struggling, you know, and I just felt like the word was growth. And it's one of those things that was just, you know, so opposite seemingly to what you were seeing. I mean, we were holding steady, but, uh, Praise God. I believe God is doing something in this place today. Amen. Yeah. Of course, in churches all over the Grand Strand. But I believe personally that God wants to simply show himself to be God. Yeah. You know, just talking about showing out. Amen. Yeah. And so I, I've got a little message this morning and hopefully it'll be a little word of encouragement. But to be honest with you, I think God wants to simply show himself to be God in our midst and I guess my word is, don't ever give up on what the Lord wants to do. Can I get a yeah? yeah. Woo! <laughs> amen. Praise God. You know, I preached in the jail for years, I think 25 years. And uh, yeah, I preach in some churches, and I tell, hey, man, don't let those guys in the jail, you know, beat you out in an amen. Praise God. Yeah. Is the Lord in the house today? Yeah. I, said, I said, is Jesus here yeah. this morning? Are you ready? <laughs> I like the T.D. Jakes thing. You know, he I, I guess he still does them. I really don't know. But he'd do these huge men's conference things and 70,000 guys, this sort of thing. And he'd just have them saying, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because to be honest with you, if you're not ready, you're going to miss it. Yeah. Amen. I mean, it is really easy to miss the voice of the Lord. It's really easy to miss what God desires to do. You know, the Bible says that Moses saw that burning bush and he turned aside. And it'd be so easy to just, you know, uh, not pay attention to that. And actually, it's my understanding, that was a somewhat common thing that did happen in the desert that, you know, internal combustion in in a bush would just start to burn. And, you know, you could be like, oh, I've seen that before, that kind of thing. But he turned aside to look at it and God spoke to him at that moment, praise God. And what I want to say today is that God has a place for you. And I think that sometimes, to be honest with you guys, that we discount our lives and that we, you know say, "Well, I'm not this person, I'm not that person, you know?" And um, you know, uh, we relegate things to other people and say, "Well, they're leaders, and they're great so-and-so and great so-and-so this and that. But I'm telling you today that God has a place. He has a calling for each individual's life in this room. I don't care if you're the big guy or the little guy. I don't care if you got three or four college degrees or if you just barely made it through high school or if you didn't make it through grade school. Praise God. Amen. God's got a calling and a gifting for our lives. And a lot of times, to be quite honest with you, if we're not careful, sometimes those with great achievements will allow those achievements to get in the way of what the Lord really wants to do. And I think one of the greatest objectives in life is just simply like the old saying goes, to let go and let God, and just let Him do it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. So I got a title and I got, I, for my little message, and I got a, a, you know, a verse we can look at. But the title simply is, um, God can make little things big. Yes. Praise God. Or he can take your little and turn it into much, or little is much with God. And I, I felt that way, you guys, to be honest with you. Sometimes you just feel like, man, I can't do this and I can't do that. And, you know, I was years growing up, I was caught up into a comparison thing and I was always comparing myself to other people and You know, seemingly finding myself coming out on the short end of the stick, and uh, you know, I've I've really got some relatives that are very uh, very gifted and have done very well in life, and uh, one relative in particular, I mean, just you know, millions and millions of dollars they've made, and really a great guy, nice guy, but one of these kind of things where you just compare yourselves to individuals, and you just feel like, hey man, I can't do this and I can't do that. But what I think I'd really like to relate to us this morning is that little is much with God. And what you think doesn't matter is of great value and great importance to Him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Because God doesn't look on individuals the way people look on people. You know, the world values an individual according to their talent, according to their ability, according to their looks, all these sort of things, you know. But God obviously looks on the inward part of the individual. And you know, I think God delights in choosing the person that seemingly can't do it in and of themselves. Because the individual, so to speak, that can do it in and of themselves, then guess what? They get all the accolade. They get all the glory. But when people look at you and me, I used to tell this guy, to the guys in the jail all the time, but you know, when God gets done with you and me, people are going to look at us, and they're going to say, there's got to be a God. Yeah. Amen. I mean, when you guys look at me, you say, man, there got to be a God somewhere. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. How could God take a guy? You know, I did all sorts of drugs years gone by. And just, man, I didn't give a flip about anything. I mean, how could God take a seemingly a life that, you know, just wasn't going anywhere and make something out of it? Praise God. Amen. Can I say today that our lives, your life, my life is valuable. Our lives count in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And don't make me come out there and beat it into you. Praise God. <laughs> All right, you guys. All right. You're like, well, does he have any Bible scriptures? Okay, Luke chapter 5, if you wouldn't mind, please. Here's a little story. And um, this is, is really ooh, it's kind of interesting. It's one of those things that you might not catch it, and I probably didn't years ago, but I think the Lord just really showed me something in this. It's about a man named Levi in the Bible, and, uh, you know, we might not be so familiar with that, but who can tell me what God changed Levi's name to? In the New Testament, there is a man named Levi. Levi. God changed his name to, yes, sir, yes, sir, Matthew. Now, who is Matthew? (laughs) Good name, man, good name. Like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, kind of of Matthew, praise God. So, just out of curiosity while we're, you know, kind of on the subject, so what kind of work was Levi, you know, in before he met Jesus? What was his line of profession? He was what? He was a tax collector. I think King James uses the word publican, you know, tax collector. So, you know, I think most of us us are familiar with uh, the fact that in Bible days, tax collectors were not very well-liked individuals. And maybe even now, you know, the tax collector comes by your house, you're like, nobody home, amen, praise the Lord. You get a letter from the IRS, you're thinking, now what is this about, you know, That kind of thing. So tax collectors were absolutely hated in Bible times. They were actually collecting taxes for the occupying uh, army, the Romans, you know. Uh, They would extort. uh, They would, you know, uh, get more money than perhaps they had to out of an individual. Uh, It's my understanding that if you wanted to be a tax collector in those days, that you would actually bid on the job. In other words, just to pick on five. Let's say me and Font wanted to be tax collectors, right? So we go before the Roman authorities and Font will say, you know, I get you 15%. I say, I get you 18%. Font say, I get you 19, 20, I get you 21. You know, that kind of thing. So obviously these guys were hated. But you know, Jesus chooses the most unlikely of individuals. Somebody say, uh, somebody say, I'm qualified. Woo, amen. You might not be qualified to be the president of the United States, although you might be. (laughs) You might not be qualified to be, you know, a top dog engineer. You might not be qualified, you know, to be, um, you know, a statesman, this kind of thing. But guess what? You and I both, we qualify for the Lord. And guess what else? Your life and my life matters. It is important Can I get an amen? Like I tell those guys at the jail, don't make me take you out back and beat it into you, praise the Lord. Amen. Anyway, here's a great little story, you guys. I like these, you know, just little Bible stories. Uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 27. It says, after that, Jesus went out and noticed a tax collector named Levi sitting in the tax booth. Jesus said to him, he said, follow me. He, Levi, left everything behind and got up and began to follow Jesus. And Levi gave a big reception for Jesus in his house, and there was a great crowd of tax collectors and other people that were reclining at the tables with them. And the Pharisees and their scribes began grumbling at Jesus' disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with the tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered, said to them, It is not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Amen. Do you and I qualify? Yes. So obviously, this guy Levi, I mean, man, you know, I mean, that's his world. He might have well been a wealthy individual, you know. Um, who was a Zacchaeus? You know, we know he is a wealthy individual from, you know, extortion and these kind of things with the taxes. And uh, so I... You know, it's funny, years ago, I was in a Bible class, and this these verses were being read, and it was just like, you know, they they were just kind of going over some stuff, and all of a sudden, I looked at it, and I guess the drama of it, or the theme of it, kind of hit me, and all of a sudden, you know, what seemingly is some verses that you can kind of read over and say, wow, you know, but but all of a sudden, I was struck uh, by the, the weight of it, and it was interesting, because... Jesus came up to Levi, and he simply said two words. He said, follow me. Now, have you ever had anybody that you've kind of witnessed to on an ongoing basis, maybe, you know, through the years, that kind of thing? Probably have. I certainly have, you know, and I mean, you know, (laughs) you do everything you can, you know, to, um, you know, try and change their minds, this kind of thing, argue with them, this sort of stuff. It's just interesting to me that Jesus just said simply two words. Now, Levi could have simply, he could have not paid attention. Jesus said to him, follow me. Levi could have like, you know, been not paid any attention to that whatsoever. He could have been, you know, counting his money on the table, that kind of thing. But if he had, he would have missed the moment that God had for him. And I'll say something, and this may be a little controversial, and you can, you know, take it however you want to take it, But I think sometimes if we miss that moment, there might not be another moment, certainly not another moment just like that one. Praise the Lord. Amen. There's always redemption in the Lord, but God is a God of the now. He's a God of the moment. Praise God. Amen. And if you miss the voice of the Lord, you may have missed what he desired to do right at that time. So I think it's interesting to me, uh, Levi's response. So Jesus said, uh, he said, follow me. And then I, I just like it the way verse 28 says, he says, he left everything behind and got up and began to follow Jesus. And there's quite, there's quite a message in that. There's quite a meaning in that because God works by separation, And the calling of God is always into further dedication and further consecration. It's always a furtherance of giving up your life to Him so that He might work through you to manifest Himself through you to a greater and a greater degree. The Apostle Paul said, obviously one of the greatest men in my opinion in all the Bible, said, I die daily. What does that mean, man? He dies daily. He just dies to his own desires. He desires to he dies to the desires of this world. See, Galatians says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. There's a place constantly in our lives. Some perhaps have more gravity than others. But every place matters. But there's a constant place in our life where the voice of the Lord will speak up, praise God. Amen. And, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, it's incumbent upon you and me both, praise God, to simply step out into what he has for us. There was a song that was uh, popular years ago. I might have mentioned this before when I've spoken here before. But uh, there was a song kind of more from my day you know, which I call kind of like the day, of course, your day is your day, my day was the day, the day, amen, back in the days, praise God, there was, (laughs) there was a song that was popular, I don't know the title of it, you know, and you guys are so, so far saved and so spiritual, and this was a secular song, so you probably, I'm sure, never heard of it, that kind of thing, you know, (laughs) because... You know how you are, you've lived your life underneath a pew all your life, praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So the song went something like um don't rock the boat. I I don't want to try and sing it, you know. Don't rock the boat, baby, rock the boat. Don't tip the boat over, rock the boat. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So I think it's like dealing like with a, a uh, maybe a relationship, you know, I'm not like any expert on this song, but it's kind of like dealing with a relationship, you know, uh, maybe he's telling her vice versa, like, don't rock the boat, don't mess this up, amen, you know, we got a good thing going, but I want to tell you today, man, the Lord wants to rock your boat every single day of your life, woo, amen, don't get me worked up, praise the Lord, <laughs> Uh, We were praying in the back earlier, and I think it was Fawn, It might have been Linda, but uh, we just began to pray about, you know, these living waters that God pours out through us and how he desires to do that constantly. And if we don't allow him to pour through us, then seemingly the waters in our life can become very stale. You know, sometimes I find in life my biggest problem is myself. Amen. I mean, I can get myself in trouble more than anybody else can get me in trouble. If you don't believe me, just ask Jamie. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sometimes I just can't shut up. Somebody say, can't shut up. (laughs) So if we're not careful, we get caught up in the same old, same old all the time. And, you know, here's an interesting thought to kind of throw in there, in that I personally believe, and I, I think really you don't have to be really super spiritual to, to even notice this. I, I, I think almost anybody in the world would notice it, but that things are speeding up. There is a, a biblical idea that before the return of the Lord, that things will speed up. The Bible, yeah, I think it's Daniel talked about that knowledge shall be increased. There's a speeding up of things, praise God. And so to speak, the Lord's doing a quick work. And it's important for us in the body of Christ to stay up with what he's doing. And so what we don't want to do is do like, like I've done you know, a fair amount of my life, is just live our lives in the same old, same old. Did I say that there's a separation with the Lord? God's always calling you out of something into something. Amen. And the something that he's calling you into is something better. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, I'm looking for something better. Somebody say there are good things on the horizon. horizon. Is anybody ready? Woo! We're not going to leave here the way we came here. Praise God. Amen. So it's up to us. And I think Levi exemplified this very well when the Bible says he simply, Jesus said, follow me. The Bible says he rose up, left everything behind, And began to follow Jesus. What you hold on to is what will hinder you. And it's what will hinder the plan of God in your life. But what you simply let go of is what he can work with in your life to do great things. Praise God. Amen. And there may be some things that you held on to years ago that the Lord maybe didn't deal with you so much so he was, because He was dealing with you other things about other things at that moment. But you'll reach a point all of a sudden in life when He'll make it more and more aware of you that you need to gain the mastery over it. Because if you don't gain the mastery over things, then things will gain the mastery over you. Praise God. Uh, in Genesis, I think it's chapter 4, but it talks about... How um, the enemy is at your door, but you must master it. Praise God. Amen. And what we don't take authority over in our life is eventually what'll get the best of us. And it's exactly what God cannot work with in our life. When Levi left everything behind, he was doing like the Apostle Paul. He was simply The Apostle Paul talked about all of his great learning and all these things, and he counted them as dung. You see, everything's got to start from something. Praise the Lord. Amen. I I like to say, every rocket's got to have a launching pad. And it's where you reach that point of dedication and consecration, that's exactly where what God desires to do in your point at that life can begin. I'm feeling good. I don't know, is this kind of like tough preaching, or is this like, I, like it. I, don't, I hope it's not too hard. And it's always easy to kind of, kind of step on everybody else's toes, but then at the same time, yours are kind of going like, ouch as well. You know. <laughs> anyway, did you guys find the next verse? What in the world, man? I know you guys are a real spiritual group. I mean, I thought you guys would be there like, you know, like way ahead of me. John chapter 12. Something, and i'm going to get my water, you guys. some thirsticating john chapter twelve that's a that's a southern term you know i'd almost hate to ask how many real southerners we got in the room you're like well i've been here for you know ninety days, that makes me a southerner, you know born and raised, born and raised. there's a real one born uh raised where Horry county, county. Horry county itself, you know. Sarkasti. Amen. Did you go to Sakatraz? Sakatraz. Sakati. All right. That's where you went, wasn't it, Courier? All right. Is there a single window in that school? Barely. Barely. Amen. They take you in there and hold you in. That's right, because you were from here as well. Isn't that correct? All right. Well, I guess we have some real, real people. Amen. <laughs> I don't know what that it makes the rest of us, you know. Okay, before I get myself in trouble, did you guys find that verse? John 12, what? John twelve something. Amen. All right, let's look at the notes I've not been looking at here. It is. It is John twelve, thirty twenty-three. I think we're actually gonna start back at twenty. So John twelve twenty-three, y'all. So let me pull it up right here. Give me a second. Now, here's a great, now here's a really kind of one of those verses that says a lot, but it's it's seemingly so cryptic. You know, it's one of those verses that you look at, and then the Lord begins to kind of unlock it for you. So. All right. Now, this is cool. I like the way it starts, too. It says verse 20. Actually, we'll start with verse 20, you guys. John twelve twenty. Now, there were some Greeks among those who were going up to worship at the feast. 21, these then came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and began to ask him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip came and told Jesus. Now, you know, I mean, okay, this makes you know, to me, it makes some sense. Okay, these Greek guys, I'm sure they heard of Jesus. They want to come and see Jesus. Okay? So, you know, you're, the disciples go out and they find Jesus, say, hey, these guys want to meet you. Okay, all right, I got all that. But verse uh, 23 Jesus answered them, saying, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Don't you love it? I mean, the Greek guys walk up and say, hey, this is Jesus. We want you to meet our Master, our Lord, our Savior. And he says, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. They're like, huh? <laughs> you know, everything from God is to be obviously to be spiritually discerned and to be spiritually revealed. I'm reminded, you know, when uh, Jesus came up—excuse me, Nicodemus came up to Jesus, and and Nicodemus basically said, you know, we know you're the Son of God, for no man can do the works that you do unless God be with him. And Jesus' response to him was, simply was, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Now, I find that interesting because Jesus, instead of just carrying on some kind of small talk, absolutely pinpointed exactly what this man needed. Praise God. What does the Bible say? For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so is his word above ours. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so the Word of God is always to be spiritually discerned. I've always loved the verse that says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither does he understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. So, they go get that. The Greek guys come up, say, Hey, we want to see Jesus, you know. So they go find Jesus. Jesus says to them, he said, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Verse 24, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls in the earth and dies, it remains alone, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it. He who hates his life in this world will keep it life eternal. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. So what's he talking about? He's talking about life and he's talking about death. Praise God. Amen. What is death? Death is simply a cessation of life. Praise God. Everything got to start from somewhere. Where did the, um, the New Testament, the new covenant start? It really started, it began, so to speak, at the crucifixion, but it really started for earnest for our time period in the resurrection in the newness of god there's always a letting go praise god and there's always grabbing a hold of a greater truth now i got a quick question for you will a grain of wheat be anything more than a grain of wheat if it does not leave the stalk its fellow grain of wheat and uh you know so to speak die and go in the ground not a tough question not a hard question. Amen. So if the grain wheat, I always think like a, a you know like a kernel of corn or something like that, you know. So the kernel of corn will obviously not be anything more than a kernel of corn unless it falls into the earth and dies. Praise God. Amen. So Jesus' death was to bring many sons to glory. The Bible calls him the firstborn. Of many brethren, praise God, the firstborn from the dead. Because Jesus was born from the dead, guess what? You and I could be born again from death unto life. Did did I say that everything's got to start from somewhere? Don't be nervous, you guys. It's only five afternoon. You know, <laughs> what? Ten more minutes, something like that. We'll make it. Amen. <laughs> Everything's got to start from somewhere, praise God. Amen. I'll put it like this, and maybe this is something to think about. The life that you hold on to is the life that you'll lose. But the life that you give up to God is a life that He can do amazing things with. Amen. Amen. Because little is much with the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, in, in preaching, and particularly, you know, some of the audiences I've kind of spoke to through the years you know, the objective is, in my mind, is usually to leave people with one or two main thoughts. You don't want to kind of overwhelm them. You want to have one central thought to your message and then kind of repeatedly hit on that over and over again so that somebody leaves with something. I mean, I think the worst thing that can happen is, you know, if if somebody leaves a church service and somebody's spoken and then, you know, you get in the car and you're like, well, what in the world was he saying (laughs) anyway, You know, one of the greatest challenges is to make things simple. The greatest preachers are the most simplest of preachers, praise God. We watched Jensen Franklin this morning before we came or, or part of one of his messages. It was so good, man. The guy's such a great preacher. But it's so simple, man. You know, it's just one of those things that you can grab something out of it and and, and, and carry it away. So, where does life begin? Yes, it begins in the womb, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. Where does life begin? In terms, yes, it starts from death, praise God. Amen. And so in our lives, we must die with Him in order to live with Him. I, I love, there's some verses in Colossians I love. It says, For you are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you shall also be revealed with him in glory. Somebody say, I'm dying to live. I'm not dying to die. I'm dying to live. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to read these verses over again and we'll stop in a minute. But let me see here. Truly, truly, I say to you, verse 24, unless a grain of wheat falls from the earth and dies, it remains alone. In other words, it'll not be anything more than that one grain of wheat unless it falls into the earth and dies. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Once again, I'll bring up maybe my one main thought for this message is your life and my life will not be anything more than what they are right now unless we continually give them up to God. And believe me, from my perspective, that is absolutely God's uh, desire is that he take more real estate in your life. And the reason he wants to take more real estate is he simply wants to manifest himself through you and me all the more, praise God. And I don't know about you guys, but I work with a bunch of guys that need the Lord. Amen. I mean, they're nice guys I work with, good guys, work with, you know, years and years. But uh, they need God. <laughs> they need God. Did you ever work with anybody that needed God? Have you ever had any relatives that need the Lord? You know where they're going to find him, right? In some respects, through you and me, praise the Lord. Amen. So the grain of wheat will not be anything more than that one grain of wheat unless it falls in the earth and dies. And Jesus said, he who loves his life loses it. He who hates his life in this world will gain it back to eternal life for where I am, there my servant will be also. Man, if that isn't good, I could spend the rest of my life just going over that again and again and again and again. And it's interesting to me the way it ends up. He said, where I am, there my servant will be also. Praise God. I'm going to close with this. And it's a little word, it's a little word of admonition. After that, maybe we'll have some prayer just for those that want to come up and, you know, just maybe rededicate their lives. I'm not saying everybody needs to do that. I, I know, you know, obviously I know, you know, most everybody in this room to a certain extent. And I know that we're all doing good. You could call us the cream of the crop in a lot of ways. I don't know what that says for the rest of the crop, but praise, (laughs) but no, you can, I know that we love the Lord in this room, but maybe you feel a calling with God to take another step forward. Praise God. Amen. Maybe you feel in your life that, that uh, spot in front of you where you must decide between this step or that step and what to do. And we'll simply pray about that. But my word this morning is, is that God wants to take you on to something greater. Praise God. I've, I've quoted these the words from this um, hymn. It, it strikes me. I, I heard it years ago, but it simply says, "Lord, lift me up, that I might stand by faith on heaven's tableland, where love and light and joy abound." Lord, lift me up to higher ground. Praise God. And I really believe, you guys, I really believe that the call of God is Jesus simply saying, come up here. Praise God. Amen. Because as heaven reaches down towards the earth, it's important for you and I on the earth to respond to heaven. Praise God. And there's a higher place. There's a greater place that the Lord desires to take us to this morning. But we must simply step up into what he has for us. And it's some great things. Praise God. Amen. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Keep Mark and Jane in prayer. I mean, you know, uh, they're just going through some difficult family things. Certainly not between the two of them, but uh, with Mark's dad and this kind of thing. And uh, so keep them in prayer. I'm going to pray and close it out. And then anybody wants to come up front, please come. But Father, we love you today. Dear Lord, we honor you. We magnify you. We worship you. We praise you. We thank you in this place. Dear Lord, we honor you as God This morning, dear Lord, Father, we honor you as God in our life. We say today that you are the umpire. You are the decision maker in our lives, dear Lord. And we determine to follow the leading of your presence, the leading of your spirit, so that you can simply show yourself to be God in our midst. Would you guys say this, please? Say, Father God, take my life, use my life. Let your will be done with my life, not my will, but God's be done. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to stand up here for a few minutes. Anybody that wants prayer, maybe Font and Linda will come up as well. Uh, Sherry, anybody else that feels really led in that area. God bless you guys. Have a great day.